So Chance, by the time this episode comes out, you will have been married for nearly a week. Whoa. I'm not married right now, though. Yeah. Huh? I'm not married right now, though. No, but by the time this comes out. So I think, you know, we talk a lot about time on this show, the nature of time. So I think some of that wisdom you'll have accrued over that nearly week of wedded bliss will filter back through time to right now. And so if you had to give your three best pieces of marriage advice... To our listeners, as a married man now, what would they be? Um, midnight snacks are important. Dodoy. Always put the seat down. Mm-hmm. No one wants a wet bottom. No, no one. No one I wants don't. a wet bottom. And uh, let your freak flag fly. Beautiful. Let it fly. Just let that freak, fra- freak flag fly. Mm-hmm. It's a tongue twister. Yes, it really is. Well, thank you, Chance. This has been your marriage advice corner. Yeah. Newly married man by the time this comes out. Yeah, again, when this comes out, not now. Not now, but when this comes out. Yes. We missed last week because um, I'm getting married and I'm really busy. Mm -hmm. And we were, let's be real. We were celebrating. It's true. We We were were at my bachelor bachelor party. We should have just recorded the bachelor party. We should have. Oh, cool. I'm not right now. Okay, wait till tomorrow. So my oldest son, they've been learning about space in school and he is just like super into it. But he, we just got him some books on, um, that are about space and he's just really loving it. You should have him watch Power Rangers in space. We can do that. I bet he'd like that. It's but the best yes. season of Power Rangers probably. So he knows, he just knows so many things about space. Talks about the Kuiper Belt all the time. Really obsessed with the dwarf planets and the gas giants. But who isn't? Who isn't, I say? I, I want to go where it rains diamonds. I mean, why would you not? Yeah, like 10 minutes there and I'm go- set for life. So, yeah, maybe even less. Yeah. I don't you got the beers. You can't stop us. Yeah. We're in the Kuiper Belt, son. Well, I thought Uranus is where it rains diamonds, I think. Oh, we're in the gas giants, son. Yeah. That's exciting. Hey. That's cool. Space is so interesting. Like I talked to my class about space this week too. And there's this thing. This is just, I was just amazed by it. Let me look it up specifically. It's this thing. I think it's a black hole, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Oh yes. It's this thing called the boots void colloquially referred to as the great nothing. And it's just this gigantic open space that is like, how big is it? 330 million light years in diameter of just nothing. And that idea is just terrifying to me. Yeah, that's the depth of the ocean on many, many steroids. Many, 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 many steroids. It's about 700 million light years away from us. And I wanted to stay that far away from me. Yeah. Yes, we just talked a lot about the vastness of space. Um, And then I played them the song, God of Earth and Outer Space. As you should, the greatest hymn of all time. (laughs) The fact that more churches do not worship to it on uh, Saturday mornings, Mm -hmm. Sunday mornings. Inward hearts thrust and burn within. Mm -hmm. Valentine's Day, starring Jessica Alba, Kathy Bates, Jessica Beale, Bradley Cooper, Eric Dane, Patrick Dempsey, Hector Elizondo, Jamie Foxx, Jennifer Garner, Topher Grace, Anne Hathaway, Carter Jenkins, Ashton Kutcher, Queen Latifah, Taylor Lautner, George Lopez, Shirley MacLaine, Emma Roberts, and Julia Roberts, Bryce Robinson, and Taylor Swift. Unless someone real decides to sponsor us, this is Boy Meets World Fever, and I'm one of your hosts, Cameron. I'm I'm your other host, Chance. And- bravo i had a list in front of me (laughs) it was a lot of names it was but i mean i feel like just a cultural moment in american history where those holiday movies like valentine's day and new year's eve it was just like let's get every actor in this movie i don't think i've seen any of them i remember seeing new year's eve it was about what it sounds like is blake lively in that one i have no idea I know um, Halle Berry's in it. Oh, my. And I think Robert De Niro. Bon Jovi's in that one, too. And maybe oh Catherine my. Heigl. You could probably name any celebrity that I didn't just name, and they're probably in the other one. I, Blake Lively, I named. She's probably in there. Okay. We're all probably in it. <laughs> we all. It's a simulation, and it's all a simulation based on the movie 
New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. And the movies are like a mirror. It's like when you hold them up and look at them, you see yourself. Oh, love it. Yes. But anyway, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. It is uh, the eve before my one week countdown to my wedding. How exciting. Um, so there's a lot going on. Um, so I'm a little overwhelmed, um, yeah. but I'm good. How about you? Doing good. I My wife is out of town right now. And so I took the boys to school this morning and I took the day off and I've just been at home just by myself in the quiet. And I just really loved it. What a delight. I really wanted to take today off, but since I'm taking an entire week off for my honeymoon, I did not. That's probably for the best. I mean, not necessarily, but. Sure. I really wanted to. Yeah. I just had one more personal day and I wasn't going to let it go to waste. Before you start your new job. Well, I mean, that'll carry over because it's the same district, but yeah. New job. Well, fun. Well, since this is a podcast about our lives and not about anything else, Mm -hmm. um, what you been reading? Um, I just finished Republic of Thieves this week. Mm -hmm. Um, Excellent. Very good. I feel like a couple weeks ago I said I was reading it, but then I started and I'm already like halfway through um, the fourth book in the Cradle series by a guy named Will, I think it's White, W-I-G-H-T. I can never remember if it's white or right, Um, but it's called Cradle. The fourth book is called Sky Sworn, um, and it's just great. Things just really went off the rails about a third of the way through, um, just where I never expected it to go, and it's madness. Mm -hmm. It's like a hard left turn into like body horror and a lot of like craziness, but it's really fun. I didn't actually expect you to answer that question. Oh, you should always expect me to answer that question. Okay. What are you reading? Um, I started a new trilogy, self-published. Let me look what it's called. Um, it is called the Heroic Age Trilogy by Rob Hayes. Ooh. I'm not very far into it, so I don't know much about it. But the first book, I got them all as one set. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first book is called Never Die. Don't do it. It's easy. Just don't. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, they were recommended to me and I figured, what the heck? Why not? Why not just go for it? Well, all right then. I guess I guess we should just dive in. As you've undoubtedly guessed, we're a Boy Meets World podcast. Uh-huh. Working our way through the show one episode at a time. Uh, we are in the we're just like deep in it now in season five. It's true. In the name the fan named, I guess, the Lauren saga of it's episodes. True. The second episode in the Lauren saga. Mm-hmm. And maybe, maybe, just throwing this out there. The weirdest episode of Boyfriend's World that there's ever been in all of time. And there was even an episode where they traveled back in time inexplicably. Mm-hmm. There's a later episode with a wormhole to another dimension. Uh-huh. There's an episode coming up where there's a murderer in the school. Uh-huh. And this one just might make the least amount of sense. Yeah, this is a weird, weird episode. Like, everything about it's weird. And it's not bad. I think it's fine. You know, it's not like my favorite. I need to process how I feel about it. Because... Man, don't remember this episode being quite so strange. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. So this is First Girlfriend's Club, mm-hmm. um, season five, episode 14 or 15. Who even remembers at this point? Um, but we're here to talk about it. And Today, good. A good Christian fun. Uh-huh. Oh, wait, that's not the one. Me and with my brother and my other brother and also me, who is a brother to them. Oh, welcome to Night Vale. That's that's a podcast too. Yes, and there was ninety nine percent invisible. Ooh, is that a podcast too? Uh huh. Oh wow! Now I'm just naming podcasts. Let's jump into it. I'm going to give it the synop. Okay, synop it for us. Um, it's a hard <laughs> one to synop because everything about it is weird. In this incredibly strangely paced and weirdly focused episode, Topanga reads Lauren's letter and. She and Corey get into a fight and Sean is going on a Valentine's Day date with Angela, but there are people who aren't happy about it. <laughs> Amen, brother. And, that ain't the truth. And Morgan gets chocolate at school and it's a scene for some reason. Mm-hmm. They just needed to fill a little bit of time. So who do they do? Used to do that? Morgan, Alan, and Amy. Yeah, we'll just get that scene out of the way. Morgan comes in with a big box of chocolates. Two big boxes of chocolates. Yeah, and it says they're from two boys at school. And Alan says something kind of sexist. And then the scene's over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Amy's like, I would be nice to get candy. And he's like, I was going to, but you said you were watching your weight. And uh, so I didn't. And then he gets then, in trouble. Yep. And so he's like, he Eric said cash, cash would work. And he just starts handing her money. And that's the end. And that's we're just going to put that in a little box. And we're going to set that box way over here. 
and just forget about it. Uh huh. Yeah. If where Where he said it looks like a trash can, it's not. It's just, it's the, it's the dream drop bucket. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I just rewatched that video of unraveled Brian David Gilbert's Kingdom Hearts explainer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where it, you take it and you put it in the dream drop bucket because we'll totally need it later. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's not a trash can. It's uh, the dream drop bucket. Yeah. And uh, they don't interact with Corey at all. Um, no. Corey's in the room. Like, kind of. Don't know why any of it's in there. No clue. But there we go. There, we've already done a whole scene. Mm-hmm. One down. Just a few to go. Just Yeah, there's not that many. Because again, it's just, it's weird. It's like, it's almost like a fever dream. Yeah. Like if, it seems very fast. Yeah, it really does. And it's like, why is this the same episode? You know, why is this the Corey and Topanga of it all with Lauren? But it's also this Sean focused plot with some past girlfriends trying to yeah. get revenge or something. Protect Angela, so they say. Yeah, I remember I was kind of fiddling with on a Rubik's cube while I watched this episode. And I feel like I just looked down to solve the second layer real quick. And I looked up and the episode was over. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it doesn't make sense. It befuddles the mind. Mm-hmm. Even like I pulled up the wiki, the boy meets world wiki article about it. It's, it's like three paragraphs. That's nothing, but it's a full length episode. I checked. Yeah. It's, we should just get into it because we should, I don't it's know. This could, be our 20, this could be our 20 minute episode. It's true. yeah so it picks up right after the ski trip Mm -hmm. can't be that long and topanga has the letter from lauren she's like i don't want to read it that's Corey's private business Mm -hmm. and it's like i can't like you did a good job sealing this back up like uh of course you read this and then she's like i can't not trust like i want to trust Corey. like Uh tell me the truth (laughs) and then angela calls her saint topanga of the deep 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 denial. denial Um, mm-hmm. and she's like oh look it opened and then just rips it open yep starts reading it topanga's like no i don't want this to like catch the like catch the relationship on fire or something like that and angela's yeah, like oh, i don't want anything start. to change my relationship with Corey." and uh, yeah something about fire and, yeah, and uh, like, angela's like oh you don't have to bring fire this thing's already smoking yes and then topanga's like let me read it and angela's like holding it up she's like you short little white girl i'm trying to help you out Mm-hmm. trying to spare you from this but then she ends up getting it and reading it and that's the episode yeah you just look up and it's over at that point point. and then we really we really sit with what it does to her as a character uh-huh and then like after after some time of talking through it with her friend and really doing some internal reflection we go and she confronts Corey um in a very even way where they both have a discussion Mm-hmm. Um, and this is why the episode is so fast because all of that takes time. so much time. Yeah, Corey's like very mature. Uh huh. He he owns up to his mistakes. Uh huh. I know it's going to take time for you to trust me again, but I want to earn that because you're important to me. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I understand that my actions have consequences, and I can't just gloss over those. Um, and it's just it's a really heartfelt, lovely episode. Yeah. It, it all takes place in the hallway during this one scene um where we just we really first we sit with Topanga and her grief then we sit with Corey and his guilt and then man Corey goes through like but Corey and Topanga both go go through the stages of grief dealing with each other in this Mm -hmm. visceral way um and it and it it comes out quite beautifully yeah I was really moved by it yeah if you're one of our uh listeners who doesn't watch the show none of that happened (laughs) no none of that happened. Topanga reads the letter gets very upset (laughs) Uh, throws Corey into a locker he well before that it just cuts instantly to Corey and sean joking about something else completely different yes like Corey is completely unaffected by the fact that he did this he feels like he's in the clear and he doesn't have to worry about it yeah he's glad he lost the letter as he will see topanga still thinking about this still like she has the letter like she knows something's up and then Corey is just kind of oblivious in his own little world despite being the one who did yeah, the talking about giving valentines to the mailman uh-huh. which was pretty funny yeah was sean. sean is funny mm-hmm. yeah sean's sean's good sean yeah it is not last episode sean no uh which our listener and friend and guest charlie pointed out uh last week's episode was directed by alan matthews himself yeah william so Russ. that's kind of fun it is fun pretty he did a good job yeah yeah so it's all very quick 
um really we aren't given like time to let this breathe it doesn't really seem like it's going to be that big of a thing which for those of you who don't know the show Corey and Topanga will be broken up most of the rest of the season oh yeah cool um they'll be broken up most of the rest of the season uh and it is a big thing it's just odd that this is how it starts with like locker throw Sean makes a snarky comment uh cory makes excuses topanga walks off sort of hurt saying i don't know how i can trust you again yeah and and end of scene i mean yeah there's no like really talking about it no even like when are you gonna tell me about the letter and cory's like uh now now is when and it's just yeah. like that's not great no that's that's bad that's <laughs> yeah, like yeah not, not and, and we don't really like see the emotional impact this has on either of them like it seems no worse than other fights they've had mm-hmm. yeah. i mean the content is obviously worse but they might as well be fighting over where they're going on an anniversary like mm-hmm. at least then they were like standing up and yelling at each other yeah this isn't this doesn't match the severity of what was done yeah or the impact that will have mm-hmm. yeah it just it feels very it's weird it's just mm-hmm. off it's super off and i don't know how i feel about it i didn't realize it happened so much of a flash mm-hmm. yeah, i feel like that's something with season five that we've talked about before like even just thinking like sean and angela's relationship where the things that we think happened over like three four five episodes really happened in two and mm-hmm. they were right next to each other it was kind of just almost like this hour-long episode that kind of dealt with everything just kind of encapsulated everything and we're seeing that again where she's these things in your memory where it's like oh these are very distinct patches that make this beautiful constellation of boy meets world but yeah. really it's just like one supernova or a shooting star it's just like over like that you are having all the space metaphors it's just the world i live in right now <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, so it's very strange. And then we get the boys reading the letter and Sean's like, how can you let Topanga read this? And he's like, well, it was boring on the way home. And I thought, I got a second. Why not destroy the relationship? So again, though, this is a moment that we should be like sitting with Corey in his grief. Like mm-hmm. we should be sitting with him in his guilt. I mean, the snarky comment is fun, mm-hmm. but his comment is, I thought I lost the letter. Like that's his big takeaway. And it's like, we're not, we're not sitting with him. Like yeah, where he feels sorry for himself or he feels guilty for what he did to Topanga or he's like, "Uh Oh, I'm in trouble. And just like time to move on. Yeah. It's, it's just very strange. Yeah. Which I feel like really ties into his kind of big uh, speech at the end too. We'll get into that when we get there. But it's yeah. just kind of like it ties in with a lot of what you just said and kind of his almost cavalier attitude towards everything throughout the episode. Yeah. Yeah. I just I don't know. I'm trying to think of words because I, I really do like I think everything about this episode is strange. Maybe it's the mood I'm in. Maybe it's the lens I'm looking at it through. There's there's a million different reasons. But like I think the pacing of this episode is super strange. I think the scene choices are super strange. I think everyone's attitude, they seem like pod people. <laughs> like, I, I really feel like Corey in the scene seems like a pod person who, like, yeah. saw an episode of Boy Meets World and is emulating it. Like, it's like one of those, I fed 1,000 hours of Boy Meets World scripts to an AI, and this is what they gave me. Yeah, something like that. Um, I think the choice of girls here in a second is incredibly strange. <laughs> I think the timing of the, the all, all of the timey-wimey stuff is going to be real strange. I think the focus of this episode is real strange. Like everything about this episode as I was watching, I was just like, why is this happening? Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, Morgan making a joke about having two boyfriends was the most normal thing in the episode. Yeah. Cause that feels very sitcom-y. Yeah. It's like, Oh no, what am I going to do? Two boys <laughs> like me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And, and, and again, lots of things can impact like how you see an episode but like i was just watching this and i was like why is Corey acting this way (laughs) like yeah and i ended up watching this one twice because we had planned early in the week to try to get together to record and so i watched it i think i watched it monday and there were severe storms then two or sunday you know i watched it a couple of times and it's just like both times it kind of felt that way we're just like i kind of get to the end I'm like, what? Like, what even happened? Like, usually, I mean, I know what happens. I know the main beats of the episode, but it just, it feels wrong. Yeah. Yeah. 
I thought that too. I'm not in the same position as you right now. Like I'm not like a week away from getting married, whole world changing for the better, uh-huh. um, but still changing, kind of entering this new stage of life and all these things that you're doing, all the wonderful things. But it's still, it was weird. Yeah. I mean, it's just a weird episode. So they, they finished their talk and then a reporter's chasing Topanga, trying to get the scoop. Mm-hmm. She calls him a Jimmy Olsen freak. freak. Um, on the wiki, I learned that the person who plays Jennifer was a Jimmy Olsen love interest in Lois and Clark, the new adventures of Superman. So that's kind of fun. <laughs> really? Yep. Um, but then we get three girls that we've seen before mm-hmm. two that I knew we had seen before. One, and I, had one I learned that we've seen before when we look, when I looked it up. Yeah. Two of them. I'm like, okay, yes. Cause they were like featured girlfriends in at least one episode yes so we had two episodes what dana was in two episodes yeah dana maybe three possibly at least two at least two maybe three but we have jennifer the rich girl that sean um dated who didn't like Corey and sean apart yeah she tried to tear Corey and sean apart in an episode i think we liked yeah it was it was fun and that was from season four. So it's been no, about a year right. from there. What is that one called? Um, it's unimportant. An affair to forget. That's right. I said breaking up was hard to do like an idiot. <laughs> um, and then Dana, Sean's first like serious girlfriend. Uh-huh. Um, the first Sean girlfriend to ever go more than one episode. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And Angela being the second. Yeah. So Dana is a pretty big deal. Um, but she is from season three near the end. And then Libby. Libby is from um, early season three. Early season three. I did not know. I have watched this episode a million times. Never knew these two were the same. But on um, the Missy Robinson episode, mm-hmm. the girl that blows in Sean's ear to get him to go make out with her so that Missy can seduce Corey. That girl is the other girl. <laughs> This makes no sense. Which I never, I never knew that. Like they don't, they don't look super similar. No, it's the same actress though. It is the same actress, but like now she's blonde and I mean, it's been like three, four years. So she looks more like a a woman, less like a teenager. Yeah. But it was just so bizarre when I read that it was her. I was like, are you kidding? Yeah. Just, it defies explanation. Yeah. But darn it. That's what we have to do. Yeah, so we have two girls from Sean's eighth grade year and a girl that we don't know if she was in the 10th grade year of the hell dimension sentence or the 11th grade year. Mm -hmm. Didn't we determine that they, Dana and Libby would have been from the ninth grade year because they were aged up because the night's light went out in Philadelphia? Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. So really we have over the span of two years because we have the collapsed year of 10th and 11th grade. So yeah. we have two from freshman year, two, one from the 10th, 11th. Yeah, one from the year. 10th, 11th grade year. So these three girls, and they are not having it that men suck. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, we understand. We do. Men can I be the worst. My, my students all the time, they're like, uh, boys, like the, my female students. And I'm like, yeah, boys, I hate them. They're dumb. They're like, but you are one. It's like, that's how I know. Yeah, that's that's how we know. And speaking from experience. Yeah, and so they they pull over Angela and they're like, what happened? Like, how could Corey do this to Topanga? And she's like, shut up. <laughs> it's not your business. Yeah, this isn't your business. And they go, just show, goes to show you all men are dogs. And she's like, not all men are dogs. And then Libby, of all people, is like, you got Cujo. Mm-hmm. And they tell they tell uh angela that sean is just in it for the the flash and he's not in it for the long haul and that valentine's day dates are too important and he won't keep them because he won't commit and she's like whatever i'm leaving you guys Mm -hmm. and then they decide to hatch a plan yes but i want to examine these three relationships real quick uh-huh. because again these three are incredibly strange characters to be making this point about sean mm-hmm. so let's let's take it from libby for a second what do we know about libby literally nothing nothing this episode Except, tells us that they made out for three hours yeah and she but, was a pawn of missy to try to yeah. draw away sean and sean does not instigate 
anything in that episode. She, quote unquote, seduces him. Mm -hmm. And he folds like a chair. Hook, line, and sinker. But he does not instigate that. He does not whisk her away. No, by no means. She is 100% the, um, I guess you could call it aggressor in Mm -hmm. that situation. Um, which, okay, I can kind of give it to Libby. We don't see much. And even though she's going after what she wants, maybe she gets what she wants, but then Sean kind of backpedals. Okay. I can kind of sort of see it with Dana or I mean with Libby. Uh And I, I, this is just my thinking based on something said later in the episode. I think there was that initial contact, if you will, in early season three, but I think they must have gone out again later just because he said there was that overlap with jennifer where we find out he had to leave to go on another day and it was with jennifer yeah so i was going to bring this up when they were on trial but sean had to have dated all of these girls again senior year Mm -hmm. it's the only thing that really makes sense or maybe like over the summer yeah what happened this last summer um we don't really know because they went to visit those colleges and that was kind of the end. And then senior year starts. Yeah. So yeah, maybe like as bad as this is going to sound, Sean was cycling old girlfriends over the summer, maybe. <laughs> I, had, I, don't, I don't. But let's see know, what, maybe... what everyone else's issues are. I think Dana of the three probably has the strongest leg to stand on. Sure. And being upset with Sean just because of the intensity is not quite the right word, but like the seriousness of their relationship. Yeah. We're just like, I want to change for you. I want to like, and I feel like Sean, we started to see kind of a trajectory of Sean changing with Dana. With Dana. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the Dana relationship is two or three episodes, probably only two. I feel like it's more than that, but the episode where they get together and then the episode where they think they're going to be sisters. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. I think that's all too. But I think the last time we see Dana, Mr. Turner's hitting on my aunt. Oh no, we're going to be cousins. And that's the end. We never that's see the end. Up. So I guess she probably has the strongest leg to stand on. But if that's their whole relationship, like it doesn't seem like he's making a whole lot of promises. He's not keeping in. Uh-huh. Seems to be pretty mutual. Yeah. And then the the worst offender here is Jennifer. Mm-hmm. Who uses Sean to try to torpedo Sean's relationship with Corey because of mean things Corey said about her. Yeah, like, she makes all the promises and plans. He doesn't make any. Like, he never stands her up. Mm -hmm. And in the end, she gives him an ultimatum, and he chooses Corey. (laughs) Man, men are dogs, I tell ya. But it's just so strange that we're just supposed to be like, oh, yeah, Sean wronged these women. When that never once happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah, at least in terms of what we've seen on the show, especially of the relationships that we actually saw on the show. It never showed us any evidence of foul play. Yeah. And it and, and it's fun to get the actresses back. Mm-hmm. I, I will fully agree. However, I almost rather these would have been girls that Sean has mentioned, but we've never seen. Because we, we understand that like Saturday is Sean's date night. And sometimes you can have two or three dates in a in a weekend and like mm. we 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 know these things but we never see them yeah and like the two weekers like he dates yeah. him for two weeks and then moves on yeah lots of girls that sean's just dated for two weeks and i almost rather it would have been three random girls that everyone could have been like who uh-huh. <laughs> two because like that's kind we of the know fun. what that's kind of the fun you know like in uh how i met your mother when abby is like ruining barney's life and then he is finally the reveal of who it is is doing it and he's like huh yeah like he has the list of like here's the possible women that it could be who are trying to ruin my life and then he realizes that it's abby played by britney spears and he's That's just right. like wait what <laughs> why you exactly yeah but that'd be fun for the audience to just be like them yeah and and, and just have through it because like we saw how these girls relationship was with Sean and it was not how it is being described. Mm -hmm. But if this would have been like the comeuppance of the random two weaker, Uh like that I could have seen. Yeah. And then like Sean also says like, it was six months ago that I planned to go out on Valentine's day with you. Mm -hmm. It was like in February. So it's August. Walk that back six months. It's like August. Yeah. That's why I was thinking summer because he says that about Dana. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing he had to have dated them all again in August. Yeah. Which the only one I don't feel like that works for is Jennifer. Mm-hmm. Because why would she? Why would she? Why would he? Yeah. 
But the summer of 97 was a desperate time for Sean Hunter. Yeah, I guess. He's like, there's no Summer Olympics this year. I'm feeling pretty bummed. I guess I I can't go sell flags in the Olympic Village. I'm just going to go date all of the women that I used to date. (laughs) At the same time and make them all mad at me. And promise them we'd go out on Valentine's Day. Like yeah, plan Valentine's, Valentine's Day, Day in August. Marriage. What? Like the promise to go out on Valentine's Day is as it's, it's like it's not severe is the wrong word, but as important as marriage. Yes, that it's longer than my engagement was. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But yeah, so it's just again the, the very strange choices that are being made in this episode. To use these three girls. I have a feeling the choice was made because like syndication wasn't as big a thing. So you couldn't just go back and watch me like, Hey, wait a minute. Hold on. You're like, Oh yeah, I remember them. Yeah. You're just like, I have a big dirty. Sure. Whatever. (laughs) Yeah. But we can't lean on that because everything this show says is true. Mm -hmm. So at the very least Dana and Sean dated again in August. Yeah. Of 1997. And I, I gotta think, like when Sean saw Corey turn down Mary Beth for Topanga, he was like, wow, I want to experience that kind of love. And like, he just got real into telling girls he loved them over the summer. Who's Mary Beth? The girl that tries to seduce Corey and she he says no at the sorority house. Oh, right, right, right. He's like, yeah, okay. I was like, I've clearly blocked that one out of my memory. She's Mary Beth is such an important character want a party but yeah i think sean seeing Corey have the will to say no i guess must have really made him just he's like love is the most important thing yeah must have really changed him i guess i don't know yes. but yeah who can say I, I guess that's enough of how weird of a choice these three girls are or i could see him getting turned down by mary beth thrown out the window on the ladder and then he's just like college chicks <laughs> so he's like he just goes through his rolodex to make himself feel better. Mm-hmm. And now it's backfired on him. Yeah, something like that. But I guess Sean pursued them and dated them again this time. Uh-huh. And here it is. Yeah, we had to make sense of it. No funny wormholes. No time travel necessary. No. This is all vanilla, boring relationship stuff. Yeah. And it's, again, very bizarre. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, so... Then we cut to the apartment, right? I think it's the apartment and then Corey's kitchen. We do have a scene, though, where the the three girls are talking to Topanga at school first. Or it's like in the newspaper that they're, Corey and Topanga have broken up. I think it's just kind of all mixing together. But then, because I remember Dana's like, Topanga, I know it's still new, but if you're ever um, looking for someone else, my brother's face is really clearing up. And Does that not happen right here? It might be happening right here. Yeah, and I think like it's got to be happening right here. It has to be because then we do cut to the, they had they say, we got a plan. We cut to Sean at the apartment. He goes off. He gets yeah, Topanga must come back into the shot uh-huh. because so, like, I think this is the last time we see the school. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so uh, she went, she got the dog. Fine. Um, so yeah, then we cut to the apartment and mm-hmm. Jack and Eric are down on Valentine's Day. And then Eric goes, no date, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Another one along the lines of like, how'd you do? Not as good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're like, Valentine's Day is such a scam. I mean, it is. It is. But that's what we're here, to, not what we're here to talk about. Um, yeah, but then Sean comes out and he's just like on cloud nine. He's really excited. He's like got flowers. He's got candy. I guess he's dressed up. They dressed say, up for Sean. say he is. Dressed up for Sean. Yeah. Um. He's like, this is what's going on. <laughs> Eric's like, oh, you got our candy? And he opens it and he takes one and takes a bite and then puts it back. He's like, that's good. <laughs> this nougat? Yeah. Nougat, it's not that good. I don't really like nougat. I know I've had nougat. I just don't remember which one it is. I just have really negative memories with um, Three Musketeers. Mm. Which is I don't love Three Musketeers. I don't either, but I think it's mostly because of the sense memories related to some medicine I had to take as a child that would make me throw up if I didn't eat something with it. And the doctor said like a piece of chocolate is good. And all we had were three musketeers and it was real nasty medicine. And so I just kind of associate three musketeers with throwing up and that real gross medicine. Mm -hmm. I get that. I'm about a year since I was in the hospital with my stomach problems and I was mostly eating bananas because they're supposed to be easy on your stomach. 
Mm-hmm. And I haven't eaten a banana since. I'm sure. Just burnt out on the on the nanners. Well, and I associate them with throwing up an intense pain. Yes. Bye bye, banana. Um, but yeah. So yeah, he's got chocolates. They're like, ooh, my little brother likes someone enough to take him on a Valentine's Day date. And he's like, I got her chocolates. And then Eric does the thing and he's like, Don't give her chocolates. Slip her a twenty instead. She'll be so grateful. Maybe she'll get you something nice. Yep. Um, showing why Eric is single. Mm-hmm. And then I mean, if someone gave me twenty dollars, feel pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Although you probably wouldn't buy them something with it. No. Um, and they're like, does she feel the same way about you? And then there's a knock at the door. They answer it. There's a Valentine's Day treat. You got some roses or something. Yeah. And it's like, come to the boathouse for a rendezvous. Just the boathouse. <laughs> it's it's a small town in Philadelphia. Just the, you know, it's a little town. You've probably never even heard of it. Yeah. It's just small town Philly, you know. Yeah. One of the key cities in the starting of our country. Philadelphia. Yeah. You ever heard of it? Probably not. It's just got that one boathouse. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where he goes. Yeah. Um. What happens now? Oh, this is when I, he goes to the boathouse. Yeah, he goes to the boathouse. The girls take him hostage. He's like, your tastes have changed <laughs> since our last date when we went skating. Yeah. Like handcuff him to this these poles. <laughs> he's like, Dana, your tastes have changed. Um, And he's like, what's going on? And they're like, you're being tried for crimes against womanhood. <laughs> Let the trial of Sean Hunter begin. And then they eat his chocolates rude rude yeah this is just so weird yeah like jennifer's really into it she seems like a sick person who probably <laughs> yeah. just enjoys yeah. that yeah they're they're giving jennifer a real weird cut here <laughs> yeah her edit um, the best but then we come back to the apartment angela knocks on the door the boys are like uh, uh a joke that we hear a couple at least once more yeah and she's like he can't really be doing this is he and they're like uh it's like why did they not just say he got a note that we thought was from you that he's at the that was to the boathouse yeah why could they not just say something because they know everything i guess they're thinking we're selfish jerks who would try to pull something so maybe sean was a selfish jerk that tried to pull something yeah but still just what a weird there's a knock at the door. I guess he could have had someone do that, but that just seems very extreme for them. Yeah, not no, I don't understand. But why was there they not a, go to the boathouse? You doing here? Like you're supposed to be at the boathouse? I thought. Yeah, you you would think that's what they would do. You would think, but instead of taking Angela to the boathouse, they just go to the boathouse and like Sean ditched Angela to be with three women. And this is where this gets a little odd. Mm-hmm. Another just super duper strange choice eric is like into it with these teenage high school girls Uh and the idea of handcuffs yeah he's just like oh that little devil Uh like he is into it and this does not go away no it doesn't it's to the very last moment eric you were an adult yeah you can't be doing this man you, I know you were just a freshman in college, but you are years older than Corey. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes three years, sometimes four years, sometimes five years. I think only ever four, right? No, because when he Sixth turns sixteen, Corey's still eleven. Yeah, you're right. That's five years. Yeah, Corey turns twelve a little bit after that. But, mm-hmm. but still, yeah, they're they're apart. Anywhere they're in high school, years. Eric. Yeah, you can't do that, bud. Um, this will not be the last time this season. A very famous time for Eric is coming up. But until then. Yeah, so another just very strange choice for this episode. And then they go and they do the Morgan scene. And then it cuts to Corey, Corey ordering like, flowers. Two dozen for roses for Mr. Panga Lawrence, please. Uh-huh. Again, just like trying to never really apologizing, never taking ownership for the things that he's done, never really sitting with it. Yeah. Never feeling what he did not trying to empathize not trying to like sit in his guilt it it's why i think Corey is such a pod person in this episode because it's just like shouldn't you feel bad about what you did yeah, like shouldn't normally you... cory is an overfeeler. yeah feels too much and now he doesn't feel anything yeah he's oddly like sociopathic about the whole thing mm-hmm. he's just like oh i'll buy her affection back oh <laughs> yes She'll forgive me because you have to forgive. <laughs> it's it's just very strange. I know I've said that about this this episode a lot, but Jack and Eric 
are the only things that feel right. And Eric feels very creepy. <laughs> and Morgan feels right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't even know what to say. Yeah. And the only reason that I feel like Sean and Angela feel wrong is because why are they, why is Sean specifically the centerpiece of this episode? Yeah. No, it's, it's totally true. Like this is the episode where like Corey and Topanga begin a multi-episode breakup. Mm-hmm. why are we focusing on sean right now yeah it doesn't make sense um but yeah so topanga or not topanga um angela comes in and she's like he's standing up again he's like no he wouldn't do that he's like you don't in a relationship you don't doubt first you trust first says the guy who leveraged that to lie you're not wrong but i feel like this is kind of the reason why this episode goes so quickly i'm just now reflecting on this but like we have a lot of monologues in this episode Mm -hmm. we have like angela monologuing to topanga we have the 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 catty girls i guess it's not a monologue but trio Mm -hmm. they talk a lot and then like huh a trilogue a trilogging then you have the comedic duo of eric and jack and they talk a lot more than you would think mm-hmm. and then we get like these two long monologues from from Corey, yeah about like the nature of love and forgiveness yeah which is not something that angela needs for sure yeah she doesn't need to talk about forgiveness yeah or even trust she needs to just someone needed to say hey here's what happened he thought you were at the boathouse yes you should go to the boathouse. He 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 literally got a note saying you were at the boat. Yeah, he you don't need a big speech about trusting a person. You just need information. Well, but Corey doesn't know about the note. No, but I mean that's just the that's what she needs though. Yes. And so there's a call. He runs to the phone to Penga. And he's like, Oh, hi, Eric. And then he's like, What do you mean Sean's at the boathouse? No, Angela's right here. Uh <laughs> um so then the girls are questioning sean about a whole bunch of stuff we didn't see Uh the the weird part so we made all that stuff and we're like okay so sean had old relationships with them and now new off-screen relationships with them but libby definitely makes it seem like there was just this one time Mm -hmm. yeah which maybe i I don't really care but she's definitely is she talking about that time in ninth grade surely not because then she's just like and he had another date or he's like i had another date and jennifer's like yeah with me yeah exactly but she's not like we've known each other since freshman year and it's just like this she just talked about this one time where they met for three hours yeah i mean that means something chance it does don't you know sorry lib it's okay you're not on trial here (laughs) that's pretty funny (laughs) um yeah it just the continuity of this episode itself with the three girls is just nuts yeah i I just i don't i'm not it just doesn't make sense it's a weird episode this 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 episode will now be titled boys meet a weird episode it should be titled boys meet a completely normal episode (laughs) boys meet a completely normal episode (laughs) um but yeah so they go through all of that and then they're like or not them but Corey and angela bust in yeah angela's like what are you witches doing yeah and she make what because it's a family show yeah and they're like we're saving you and angela makes the great point the thing you said he would do he wouldn't have done if it wasn't for you like Uh if you hadn't done what your deal is stood me up for our date (laughs) like and Corey's there and they're mad at Corey too i don't know (laughs) jack and eric come in yeah jack and eric come in they actually come in before um i forgot about that because it is funny but disturbing (laughs) Mm-hmm. um jack's like he's a man he's just a no good man just like the rest of us why was i born with this curse and he cries on libby's shoulder mm-hmm. and jennifer's like what about you she gives him a look he's like he's a bad 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 man <laughs> yeah so again he is very very into this high school chick mm-hmm. she is very tall not that that makes the age thing okay yes that's true and she's probably like in her late 20s yeah <laughs> in all reality um yeah and so there's just a, like angela says that and sean's like no they're right like i want to make sure that our relationship has like a good foundation so that i don't hurt you yeah um yeah i don't even and remember the, it was all a blur 
Yeah, it's so it, it it's a really strange conversation because they're like, don't sweet talk the witness. And he's like, I wanted to be with you. And they start st- saying, didn't you say the same things to me? And she's like, "I, well, yeah, I guess I did. And then Corey's like, he made a mistake. Guys make mistakes. They're like, you made the biggest mistake of all. And you lied you to Topanga. Huh? You ought to know. Yeah. And he goes on another monologue about like his current situation is his current situation. And like love has problems, but the nature of love is forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And- it's not about being perfect. It's about forgiving. Which again, uh-huh. I just feel like is wanting to brush over everything. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't he doesn't sit or empathize with Topanga at all, which is kind of the big problem. Mm-hmm. He just makes these sweeping statements about like quote unquote love. Yeah, no, it's supposed to be nice, something. but it's also the it's not like Topanga is the one giving those speeches. Like she's not the one saying it's not about being perfect, it's about forgiving. And so I'm going to choose to forgive Corey. Mm-hmm. He's saying it's not about being perfect, it's about forgiving so Topanga needs to forgive yes and that's like a very different thing yeah and I don't even know if he's trying to say that he he it definitely comes off that way but he I think he's more saying that for Sean Mm -hmm. um but again it's such a like a pod person speech because like it's more about his situation than it is about Sean's situation but he means it for Sean and these girls are in love with Sean so why are they supposed to forgive him and it's very strange. I don't it feel just, like Sean needed a big revelation right now. Yeah, Sean just needs to get on his date. Like, he wasn't doing anything wrong. No, and this doesn't change anything for Sean and Andrew's relationship. No, like he'd already had that. He's already had this episode and had it better. Yeah. With him like realizing, oh, my old way of doing things isn't ultimately going to be the best thing for me and lead me to the best things. Yeah, and he's like, I think you need to be friends before you can be in love. Cool. Okay. Have, yeah. we, already been, have we not already been through that? And and I didn't know you were in love. <laughs> also that. That's new to me. Yeah, it's it's real strange. And he has this revelation. And then they're like, this is our surprise witness, Topanga. <laughs> yeah, we had a nice Topanga. Yeah. And they're like, she's like, they wanted to know if I could ever trust you again after what you did. I heard what you said and it was beautiful. I was like, I guess. <laughs> like, it was well spoken. He'd be a good motivational speaker. It's like a nice thought. But again, like it's not actually dealing with anything. Yeah. It's not an apology. Well, it's definitely not empathizing with how Topanga feels mm-hmm. or dealing with broken trust. Yeah. It's just saying, forgive me. Let's yeah. move on. Why aren't we moved on already? Yeah. Like, Great. Let's Nate- go to Chubby's and relive our first date like we do every year. Mm-hmm. And like, this never happened. We can start over. And Topanga's like, I don't want to start over. Like, this happened. We can't just act like it never happened. Yeah. Yeah. Which honestly is kind of, Topanga is not innocent here because she also doesn't sit with it doesn't approach it well Mm -hmm. but she is asking in this moment like sit with me in yeah like deal with this with me like empathize with me Mm -hmm. is kind of what she's saying when she says like i don't want to go back yeah can't just go back to the way things were or start over like fresh because it's still here like i just found out about this uh Less than 12 hours ago. Mm-hmm. And you're just wanting to move on. Yeah. And I'm not sure if we're supposed to feel bad for Corey. I don't think so. I think later on we are supposed to feel bad for Corey. Like in the little end scene? No, I'm in in other episodes. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't I don't necessarily think this episode is trying to like make us feel bad for Corey. But, but it's, is it making us feel bad for Topanga? Huh? It's not making us feel bad for Topanga. Right. As the wronged party. But yeah. So he gives this speech about love that kind of sort of is a thing. And then um, Sean turns over a new leaf that he didn't need to turn over. And they're like, let's go on our date. But something simple. I want to start as friends. And she's like, where would you want to end up? He's like, I don't want to say. Why don't you want to say? I don't want to say. Because you care about me. And he's like, didn't want to say it. Well, that seems like a terrible bit of advice. Yeah. Tell people that you care about them. And that's not a bad thing. Yeah. No joke. And um, then they're like, why don't you come with us, Corey? And he's like, no, I'm going to go to Chubby's. Topanga will be. Topanga will be there. And of course they're going to Chubby's too, Corey. Come on. Where else would they go? There's nowhere else. There's no other boathouse. It's probably there too, but she's on the other side. (laughs) Yes. Intentionally not sitting with Corey. Um, She's on the side that looks like, um, oh, what's the Italian restaurant? I can never remember. 
Uh, yeah, the, the fancy one. Well, no, the the mobster one. The mob one. I can't remember that one either. That's cool. That's not even like one. trying to hide the fact that it's just chubbies. Yes, Borelli's was the fancy one. Oh, Borelli's, yeah. But that's not the mob one. Yeah, the mob one is just chubbies. <laughs> chubbies too, Slims. Um, but yeah, so and then they leave, and then the girls are saying something snarky, and they're like, "Oh, not all men." Uh, Jack and Eric are, and they're like. You guys just needed to give some time with some well-intentioned boys. Well-intentioned guys? Is there such a thing? And uh, Eric says, you've got to learn to be more trusting. And I guess the three teenage girls are going to go out with these two men. Uh-huh. And then... Comes back and grabs the handcuffs. In like a sly, like, oh, I'm going to use these later kind of way. Mm-hmm. Uh, gross. Which is just gross. And then we get our final scene at Chubby's. Corey is sad and by himself. Sean and Angela apparently ruined their whole night watching him. Yeah. Go to Borelli's, you guys. Yeah. Go to El Coyote. Like, go to the Boom Boom Room. <laughs> go to the Boom Boom Room. Many other places you could go. Yeah. But apparently, because Sean doesn't matter, Corey matters. Mm-hmm. Corey does We have a whole episode about Sean mattering. And then they as they're closing up they come and sit with him yeah the staff also doesn't matter Corey matters and that's it that's the episode i mean i feel like we covered it fast but that's what it is yeah um but before we get to our final thoughts no sleep sleep till babka babka. no sleep sleep till babka that's right it's the yeasty boys america's favorite podcast within a podcast talking about all the good bread in the world. Um, and I have some bread today that I'm going to talk about. And it's just a short one. It's a short one because it's a small bread and it's um, Hawaiian rolls. Ooh, that's good bread. They're so good. I had some today for my lunch. I, we made some pulled pork and some coleslaw and I just took the Hawaiian rolls and made little sandwiches with that. And it was just, it's just so good. It's just like sweet and really soft and light and just awesome. Delicious. Um, for my fiance, when you are hearing this, my wife's birthday, she wanted grilled cheese and tomato soup. Um, and I got English toasting bread. I saw that at Walmart just the other day. Um, and it toasted beautifully. I would hope so. Um, we both, at, at, upon eating our grilled cheeses, we were both like, oh, that's good. Sounds good. English toasting bread. Who knew? English English toasting bread. Um, yeah. I think I feel like I've made grilled cheese with a like like they have Hawaiian bread loaves. I think I made a grilled uh-huh. cheese with like big Hawaiian bread and it was really good too. That sounds like it would be really good. How could it not be? Um but, but yeah, I think that's been the yeasty boy. Yes. So until someone says this babka. No. No. Sleep sleep till babka. No. Sleep. Sleep. So Bobka. Um but yeah, that that was the Easty Boys. That was the Easty Boys. Um yeah, and now uh, I think we're on to ratings. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. I just don't really know what to do with this one. Yeah, I didn't either. Uh, I think I'm gonna give it a six. Okay. Because I can't make heads or tails of it. I like it more than some of the episodes that I've rated worse, but it also just it doesn't deserve higher than that. Yeah. I don't know. Watching this episode was a, on the one hand, it's almost like a surrealist painting. <laughs> like, I don't really know what's going on, but something. They're doing something. The clock certainly melted during this one. Yeah. But on the other hand, like, maybe it's just coming off of a, a, a off of a, an affair to forget. Not of an affair to forget. Heartbreak Corey. Heartbreak Corey, which was a pretty big high. I'm like, I don't really want to watch this episode again. Yeah. Um, twice. So I think I think I'm gonna give it a five. I really do. Okay. It's not the worst I've ever rated an episode, but and I'm not even sure I dislike it that much as I'm perplexed by it. Mm-hmm. It's a weird valley in like I feel like a string of good episodes. Yeah. Like the saga yeah. as a whole is good, and this one is just kind of weird and in there. Yeah. It's the whole episode is very surreal upon like a critical rewatch. Hmm. Because nothing, nothing feels right. It doesn't make sense. The episode doesn't make sense. Nothing feels right. And like, I mean, from the reaction of Topanga initially to Corey throughout the whole episode to the brothers at the end, like, it's just everything feels off. Yeah. So I'm going to give it a five. What are you going to do? 
They didn't ask me to write it. No. No, we will rewrite it. Mm-hmm. And it'll be good. Yeah, it's going to be great. We already did. Yeah. Actually, yeah, we did at the beginning of this episode. It'll have some sort of flair to it, but we we did. Um, yeah. So I was racking my brain about MVP. I think it's got to be Angela. I feel like she's the only one that makes sense. Yeah. She's like strong. She doesn't give a crap. She's funny. She, she doesn't jump to any conc- weird conclusions. Mm-hmm. She's funny. I feel like it's got to be Angela. Mm-hmm. Congrats, Angela. I think it's her first one. Yeah. She may have gotten it in her first episode. I don't remember. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't think so. I think we gave it to Sean for the purse, mm-hmm. which was our first big one. I might have given it to Sean if he hadn't had that weird turn at the end. Uh-huh. It's like, you don't need to be, this is, you don't need to have a revelation right now. <laughs> yeah. Corey needs to have a revelation. Stop making yeah. things about you, Sean. You always do this. Why don't you make it about Corey for once, Sean? Yeah. Make it about Corey for once in your life. <laughs> this is the one time where it needed to be. Um, And title? Boy meets the girlfriend paradox. The girlfriend paradox. The Valentine's Day date paradox. <laughs> Boy meets the- Sean's problems. Yeah. I like, yeah, Valentine's Day paradox works great. Okay. <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> Let's just print it, send it off. And we did it. Leave this one on its own. We did it. We did it. We did the thing. We did the episode. Um, Do we have any further segments? Um, Yes, I want to omni slash our way into one one more, uh, whatever we call it, a limit break. I was about to say, this is your segment. It is my segment, but I just finished Final Fantasy XII this week, I think on Tuesday. And it was it was good. The end is a lot of fun. Um, I don't feel like the final boss is my favorite villain in the series or in the in the not in the series, but in the the game. But I don't feel like because it's it's a game about empires and kingdoms, and it's like things play out at that level. And so, just like the final boss is sort of the emperor of the bad guy group, uh-huh. and he's just wanting to be you know an emperor um, and is using some sort of otherworldly means to kind of accomplish that but it doesn't you know it doesn't feel quite as big as some other games Mm -hmm. you know you're not in spira breaking the cycle of continual sacrifice and destruction Mm -hmm. then they find themselves trapped in or it's not even like a super crazy person like sephiroth or for some reason a time traveling mega sorceress like ultimacia Mm -hmm. Um, like it's fine i think the better villain in that one is sid but you beat him earlier. Yeah. Um, but it's it's fun overall. I mean, I like the battle system and all this stuff. I never really used summons a ton before, but they are really good in the game, actually. And I like them a lot. We've beaten one that I've never beaten. I did it. And it's did. good. Yeah, I, I think the systems overall are really fun in it. Um, the job board, I feel like we've talked about it on here before, but the job board is fun paired with the, the Zodiac system of like jobs that you can pick um it makes the licenses like where you can't you could i guess build everyone the same but you'd really just be shooting yourself in the foot um Mm -hmm. and so you know you like kind of build out your team like this is my healer and this is my utility person and this is the tank and dps and you got to kind of build out your team in a way like you have the freedom to do it how you want but you everybody feels different in the end yeah which is really nice well congratulations thank you i've beaten four final fantasy games this calendar year Ooh, in five months. Yes, because, uh, yeah, I did. But now you're taking a break. This will be our last uh-huh. limit break for yeah, a while. I don't think we're going to talk about Trails of Cold Steel on here. That's just for you. That's just for me and you, because you did it already. Yeah. I've, I, I'll I, just I bother mean, you with all my thoughts about that. Okay. As you I already can. have been. It's a delightful world you live in. It is. I love it. Good old Trista. But just know I'm like maybe 15 hours in, and I already feel like this is my life now. Mm-hmm. like this game series is just it's who i am now it's like when i first uh read lord of the rings as a seventh grader i'm just like this is who i am this is going to be a big part of my life from now on this is my defining personality trait <laughs> arabonia is the u.s and the u.s is arabonia i live in arabonia not not the u.s yes u.s is video game life. yeah we get it it'd be fun though, to live there though because they have a good system of trains and high speed rails. They do. And uh we don't. So you tell me, why would I want to live here when I could live there with trains? When you could live there with magic trains. Magic trains and magic guns. Can't be beat. Um, 
Yeah, I don't think I really have anything else. Uh, no, me neither. Mm. Any listener mail? Nope, not this week. We did have um, what's his name? Longtime fan. I just saw him on Twitter. Philip Boone. Yeah, Philip Boone. Where he just we tweeted about the Lauren episode, and he said he always just kind of low key cheer or like roots for Corey to get with Lauren mm-hmm. through these episodes, which I feel like uh, when watching that one, it it felt nice, you know? Yeah, really. Yeah, except Corey's a dirty cheater. Yeah, and we don't stand for that here on this show. We don't. We don't. No, thank you. We're bigger fans of honesty and communication, mm-hmm. openness, mm-hmm. and honesty. Those are the two most important things we value here on Boy Meets World Fever. And bread. And bread. And then fourth is Boy Meets World. Sixth or seventh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's be generous. Hating Adam Levine is definitely above Boy Meets World. <laughs> We're an anti-Adam Levine podcast first and a Boy Meets World <laughs> podcast second. No, yep. bread podcast second. Boy Meets World podcast third. <laughs> I'm sure we can come up with lots of other things that we are. Mm-hmm. We sure could. But we'll do that next time. Yes, we will. But that's all I've got. That's all I've got. So from all of us here at Boy Meets World Fever. It's a long world. It's a long world. (laughs) 